You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap podcast, episode 80, which is a milestone number. It's a, I can't believe we've been doing it for so long. Joined by Andy and Lisa again. Hi, Hi Steve. Hi, hey, Steve. Um, hey, guys, I've got a little bit of trivia for you. Mm-hmm. Did you know, had someone out there in listener land been listening to every Tax Wrap podcast since we started, episode one, to last week's episode 79, they would have been listening for 21 hours, a total of 21 hours. And as everyone might know, that's all CPD or is it unstructured CPD? I assume? Structured. It is structured. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit of trivia. 21 hours of podcast out there. And, and that's listen. time you won't get back, You Steve. won't get back. <laughs> but the listeners can get it back in a, way, in a way. We have the whole archive of the podcast sitting out there. So look, there's 21 hours worth add on today's, I don't know how long we're going to go for, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all worthwhile. Oh, that's interesting, yeah, that's Steve. I thought it was. But, Good uh, stat. I took, it, I took my calculator with me and just uh, did that little calculation before we came in. Not bad for a journalist and not a tax professional. That's, that's right. That's all right. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, uh, tax professionals, as everyone knows, come up with, well, have to deal with some obscure little things uh, now and then. And uh, one that uh, Andy and Lisa mentioned to me on the way in was uh, this ruling that the, is it a ruling? No, no, it's, it's new law. It's law, okay, that they're going to talk about, which is foreign capital gains tax withholding rules. That's which right. Which is a mm-hmm. bit of a mouthful, and it sounds yeah. like it's a, an issue. Yeah. Yeah, What's the the precise, yeah, the precise term, Steve, is it's foreign resident capital gains withholding. And it's to do with the number one thing at the moment, which is pretty hot, and that's property. So if you were to acquire, Steve, a property that was $2 million or more, yep. um, residential, commercial, um, then it's necessary for you as the purchaser to look at the vendor and go, is this vendor a foreign resident? And if so, and we'll talk about um, some of the requirements a little bit later, and if so, you're required to remit 10% of the purchase price or the purchase consideration to the commissioner. So in very simple terms, buy beware, the purchaser becomes potentially a tax collector. It's a purchaser as an Australian tax resident? That's correct. Or yeah. a foreigner? Or a foreigner. Could oh, be a foreigner. Both. Anyone okay. that purchased that property hmm. has a liability to withhold 10% and pay that on settlement to the tax office. Right. Yeah, so Gosh. And the rationale, Steve, is um, quite straightforward. Um, foreign residents are taxed on um, real property in Australia. Mm-hmm. So that's Australian-sourced income. So you pay capital gains tax on that. Uh, in the ordinary course of events, prior to, to these rules kicking in or these laws kicking in, a foreign resident might receive all the cash and they won't lodge their tax return. And poor oh. Mr Jordan will have to go far and wide to cast his net to go after these people. So Yeah, that hit squad of a 1,000 people would have to knock on a lot of little uh, mum and dad overseas doors, wouldn't right. it, Andy? That's right. Okay. So, so in essence, what these rules are attempting to do is if you are required to withhold, then that foreign resident who's had their 10% withheld needs to lodge their tax return in order to get any sort of tax back or to pay their fair share of tax. So that's that's the objective of these particular measures. So the, the old withholding rules that we know and love that are still there, Andy, is that interest dividends are withholding. Um, if you're paying that offshore, um, you need to withhold, you know, 30, 15, 
10, depending on what it is. But that's a final withholding. So if you're trying to chase mum and dad that's invested in BHP shares or something overseas, you know, that withholding from that dividend that gets paid is a final and Mr Jordan and his SWAT squad doesn't have to go and get them. But with this one... It's not a final withholding, which is what people have to be very aware of, Andy. That's yeah. a very good point there, Lisa. So, But there are some really strange requirements with this law. It took quite a long time for the government to, to formulate it after a lot of consultation, and I still have to say it still confuses uh, the bejesus out of me in terms yeah, of how, how it actually applies. But one of the necessary requirements is the onus is actually on the purchaser to identify or to, to to reach a conclusion that the the vendor is actually a foreign resident. However, there is also a requirement for that uh, for the vendor to actually uh, obtain what's referred to as a, a clearance certificate, uh, in in indicating to to the purchaser that they are look, I am. A resident of Australia, so you shouldn't withhold, and that's the objective of this clearance is, certificate. Is it something that uh, it's going to be required? I mean, I would imagine a purchaser and a seller would not bring this up in the normal course of events. I mean, is it something that people can neglect? And yeah, and I think that's where it's come about, Steve. Because when this first was raised, it was sort of like, "Oh, it's only for foreigners." We forget about it. Uh-huh. But the thing that we wanted to highlight here is it is for Australians that are selling their property. And as you know, it's very easy for a property to be over two million now. It's not, you yeah. know, a millionaire in property isn't that hard. I mean, even. Local quarter of an acre block in even poor suburbs are going for a million bucks yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. I shouldn't say poor suburbs, but even in Sunshine, Andy, yeah, they're well, going for indeed. over a million dollars. Um, so, given that the responsibility is on the purchaser, Steve, like if I'm not sure what you know, you you could be living in the Caymans for all I know, even though you do look like you're an Anglo-Saxon Aussie that's lived here forever. Um, so, uh, what needs to happen is that because the responsibility is on me as buying your property. I'm going to say, well, I'm going to withhold unless you give me a clearance certificate. Oh, okay. So even Australian vendors yeah. need to provide this clearance certificate so no withholding will get taken out of the proceeds from their sale. Yeah, because really the clearance certificate is to say that I'm not a foreign resident as opposed to saying that I, I am. Yep. So, so, who, who, so it's just to give the certainty. Yeah. Who, who provides this clearance certificate? Where do you get that from? Well, it's from the ATO. Okay. And they've got, um, look, they've got good information on their website to be precise, Steve. It is good information. Um, It's an online form, and the reason they want you to use the online form is so there's all the checks and balance and validations that will happen to make sure you've filled in all the boxes. Oh, yeah. Okay? So the thing is, who's going to actually do this is the question. So you fill in this application form, and they say, if providing you give an email address within about two or three days, we'll give you a clearance certificate. The clearance certificate is valid for 12 months. And the date that you need the clearance certificate is from the date that you signed the contract. Because remember, we're in CGT land here, so it's the date of the contract. Okay. Okay? The thing is, who are you usually dealing with when you're purchasing property, Steve? Real estate agents. Exactly, and conveyances. I mean, that's what I'm... I mean, I don't go to... I wouldn't go to my accountant... No, no, no. ...or tax agent to do this. But the thing is, the information that you are providing, which is really saying, am I an Aussie tax resident... Yeah. Is tax information. Tax, that's right. So there's a bit of a grey area here that does this information need to be provided or negotiated or advised by someone that's covered by the Uh, the tax regime. Yeah, the tax regime. That's That's right, because currently under the law, um, 
registered tax agents, registered BAS agents, and the new category registered tax um, financial advisors are the only ones that can provide tax agent services. So there is a in somewhat a conundrum. Where does this particular clearance certificate fall in terms of providing tax agent services or tax services, to, to put it more precisely? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so, it, so it is tax service related. Yeah. Um, I listened to a webinar by the Assistant Commissioner looking after after this uh, this week, and it was his view that they've provided the form as a PDF on the website. So the idea is, is I'll print off the PDF, say I'm a conveyancer, I'll print off the PDF, I'll give it to you, Steve, yep. you fill it in, you sign it, and then the ATO said, well, it's okay then if the conveyancer's got a signed form from you... <coughs> excuse me, saying that um, this is all bona fide information, then the conveyancer can, or your, or your real estate agent can put it into, um, into the form. The online and, form. Yeah, the online form. Right. Um, but I think that's a bit of a grey area, and yeah. Eddie and I have been talking about this as well, saying but they're still providing tax information even though they've got the signed form. How mm. is that any different to signing a form like an income tax return that then I lodge as a tax agent through. So we're a bit perplexed about this. Is this something that could be challenged, I mean, down the track? It could potentially be. I mean, the thing is there are special carve-outs or concessions, for example, for valuers uh, under under TASA. So it'll be interesting to see whether um, there are further complications that come about from this this process. To some extent, it has caught a few people off guard, mm. particularly around this issue, but also now conveyances, real estate agents, solicitors have that additional responsibility to ensure that they ask these very valid questions, particularly yeah, if yeah. you do have a foreign Exactly, and the, and the ATO have said that they've been quite good in their communication with the conveyances and the real estate because you know, they're, they're very well governed by REIV, etc., depending on what state you're in. But I still think that it's us, the tax agent community, that need to be aware of this, and I don't think the communication's been as good, and that's the reason that I thought it'd be a good idea for a, a, our tax wrap this week, of course, Steve. Yeah, yeah. And so you said we can um, practitioners find more information on the ATO website. You were saying, yeah, and we've also written an article for oh, the yeah. next um, the next taxpayer yep, that good. goes through everything with tips and tricks as well. So the take home message so far is: if you're an Australian vendor, as soon as you think that you're going to sell your property, apply to get this clearance certificate, yep. and then that'll make sure that no withholding will be taken from the proceeds. Mm. Now, f- withholding's not from the deposits, only from the proceeds, so okay. that's be, be wary of it. The next step is what happens if you are purchasing from a foreigner? Yes. So is it 10% no matter what or whatever? No, there's an added complication, as there always is in tax, that you can get a variation form that will say will, will basically say instead of 10%, will let you withhold 6%, 7%, 5%. So what this form will will go through and say is that maybe this foreign resident is doing all the right things, lodging their tax return in Australia and things like that, but they've got rollover provisions or they've got carry-forward losses oh, or get, something like that some other, where 10% yeah. might not be appropriate or they've made a loss from the property. Oh, yeah. Highly <laughs> unlikely, but it could be. So therefore, you've got to apply for a variation certificate. That variation certificate then gets provided to the purchaser, then the purchaser won't uh, withhold 10%. Hold less. I've got a I've got a question here, Lisa. Since you you and Jay put to, put the article okay. together, what happens if I have multiple 
vendors. So if the property is held jointly or it's held as uh, tenants in common, how oh, does that right. how does that work? Um, yes, thank you for asking, Andy. <laughs> Hope on, you've read, the read the draft of the article. <laughs> okay, so it's looking at the market value of the property of being two million dollars. Okay. So let me give you a scenario. Say you and I own a property for two point two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be – so not to stereotype ethnicity, I will be the foreign person. You can be the Australian tax resident. Uh, we would ha- have to withhold on my proportion okay. of the property and oh. not yours. Okay. So that's what we're doing. So if you've got 10 vendors, you've got to get clearance certificates from every single one of those vendors. Mm-hmm. And it's the one that will be the foreigner that you'll have to withhold. So you'll have to withhold 10% of a proportion of it. But I've got a 1.1 interest. Is that below the $2 million threshold? Or no? Uh, no, you, you withhold it 10% at the 1.1 interest. Okay. It's because it's the value of the property. Okay, oh, right. excellent. I've got a question. Oh, um, yeah, don't go oh, too too. As, as a no, non-tax, <laughs> okay. non-tax professional, yeah. but does the, um, does the CGT 12-month discount come into play mm-hmm. with the non-resident oh, well, as opposed yeah, to resident? Yeah, that's... Oh. Go for it, Andy. Yeah, this is this is somewhere it's somewhat a bit more complicated as well because, as you might know from, what was it, 2012? I think it was December. Can I just clarify? So I had a valid question? Yes, yes. it was oh, a very okay, good question. Very valid question. And I threw Go it ahead. to Andy because he's very good at dates. I can't remember. Was it, was it, it, was, it was budget night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was budget night or it was – I can't remember oh, the actual date. I want to date, say but the 7th of May, but I could be wrong. There are special rules. There are special rules there in, in relation to non-resident not being entitled. Right. To the main uh, to the uh, CGT discount. That was a rule that kicked in a few years ago. So, yep. so non-residents also need to be aware when they are lodging their tax return or preparing their tax return to get their withholding back <laughs> that there is uh, there is that rule in place that prevents you from fully accessing uh, the non uh, the fifty percent general discount. And the difficulty there is that it really depends on when you um, acquire the property, whether it's pre or post. Um, the the time when those those rules kicked in. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, so that wasn't the, that long ago. That no, it wasn't that long ago. But it was. No that's a very fair question there. Mm. Okay, Steve. It gets, gets more complicated. Yeah, yeah, it does get it does get super complicated. Mm. Um, so yeah, but I mean, as we talked a little bit earlier, it's <coughs> the whole objective is to ensure that these foreign foreign residents pay yeah, tax. Pay, pay, yeah. So the net, net outcome may be beneficial, but you know, it's uh, doesn't make things any easier. Exactly. All right. Um, that actually ended up being very interesting uh, when, when we started. <laughs> well, it's very thought... relevant, <laughs> and it's something that I think has been under the radar. I think everyone's been talking about election and my super oh, yeah. and all this sort of stuff. And this one's one when I actually started writing the article. I'm going, hang on, this is affecting a lot more people than, well, than people of, had anticipated. A lot more people because, as we know, a lot of buying and selling of properties going on in Australia and a lot of value. My God, there must be millions or billions of dollars involved here. Yeah, and I think the thing is as well, Steve, is that it's a bit of a sleeper. It kicks in one July. Um, you know, people will essentially get it wrong, we, we anticipate, because whether there's enough information going out there into the marketplace, yep. it's it's a bit tricky. So hopefully the, the tax office will be a bit more concessional in terms of the actual treatment once so that once conveyances and all interested parties get together with these transactions and get a better feel for it, mm. then, then hopefully then they can start... Uh, you know, oh, look, I think of, it's a good idea because mm. I think that there's been people that have been avoiding tax at the lower end of the scale or maybe just say high net wealth individuals mm. have been avoiding it. So I think it's a good thing. But as with everything to do with trying to cut a tax loophole, sometimes the administration 
you know, really gets extremely difficult and hard. Uh-huh. And, look, I don't mind if the difficulty sort of lobs on the police officers being the ATO, but this is another one where it's actually lobbing back on tax agents, and store owners like GST payers. and taxpayers. Mm. Mm. Um, and it's us that's doing the collection and not the ATO again. Yeah. So this is probably the same sort of uproar once it gets sort of discussed and worked out amongst um, our listeners and the people at large that this is very much akin to you know, businesses collecting the GST on behalf of the government as mm. well. Mm. Amazing. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Lisa and Andy. As I said before, it has been an interesting topic. And um, listeners, uh, please reach out if you have any questions or comments to hashtag tax wrap. And that was episode 80. And we'll hear from you all next week.